Come on. Man, who's, who's loving the testimonies today? Bowel cancer, right, Joe? Disappear. Are we, like, paying attention? Like, that's... When was the last time you heard that testimony? That's amazing. Praise you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Man. Excuse me. Just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Well, I don't think we... We need to also welcome our new visitors. If you're a new visitor here. We did that? We did that. Okay. Did we do the offering? Okay, so it's on the screen, or it was on the screen. If you guys, the ways that you can give. Now, this is also awesome. See this real quick? QR code. Now, this is a way that we've been working hard to kind of develop ways to, for you guys to be able to connect, get information about the church. If you'll just scan that QR code, and it'll be up the back at the end of the service, then that gives you links. You can log in and fill out details if you're a new visitor, or if you want to find out about home groups, youth, young adults, or the current events. That's the quickest way you'll be able to do that. So everyone say QR code. There we go. All right. Well, man, who's having a good night? Woo. All right. Man, thank you, Jesus. Man, who came to the, the You Take Over on Friday night? Man, Josh Miranda. What the heck? <laughs> Got some competition in the house, this guy. 15 years old, spoke. And I was actually, I was actually, I repeated your message and what you said. I was sharing with someone who's having a bit of a hard time or something, and I was able to go, oh man, Josh was talking about like being yourself and walking in your own lane and running your race and not comparing yourself to others. So anyway, great job, mate. Let's give Josh a hand. And Joe Renala, Kilda, and Jack as well over here. But guys, it was amazing. Um, all right, all right. So. Man, we love Pastor Catherine too. Just look to the screen real quick. We miss her. We love you, Pastor Catherine and Pastor Tom. Come back soon. They will be back very shortly. But um, man, let's just pray for them real quick. Can we do that? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we just thank you for the, the next meetings that are going to be coming up in ministry. Father, we pray that you would, just as you've been increasing uh, miracles here, God, and more, we just pray for an exceptional expansion and increase, God, for people. I thank you that every meeting that she's a part of, God, that the expectation and faith levels will increase in Jesus' name. All right. And everyone said, amen. All right. Who's ready for the word tonight? Ah. Woo. Man, so um, tonight I want to uh, talk about a topic. It was a word that Sarah Cheeseman released um, a couple of weeks back. And she actually, she just made, she made the statement or made the decree that God was releasing a spirit of wisdom over us. Does anyone remember when she did that? For the life of me, I couldn't find where on live stream, but I asked her and checked, and it, was defin it definitely did happen. So she was saying that God was releasing a spirit of wisdom over us, right? And it's obviously, it's been a theme. Has anyone else heard other prophetic voices kind of sharing a similar thing this year? And it, just, it really stood out to me as I was um, just preparing for this week. It was this idea of wisdom being released. Now, she also said there's a spirit of multiplication of finance, resource, and favor, multiplication of talent coming, being better than you are in the natural, and resources, resourcing businesses to get on with it. 
right? Resourcing businesses to get on with it, and others will be better when you walk in it, right? So it's really highlighting this idea of wisdom, and we can put the first um, slide on the screen if we can do that. Woo! Wisdom. <laughs> Is everyone all right? We are wild tonight. That's all right, everyone, you re- we can relax. So I want to talk about tonight, when I talk about like God's releasing wisdom, has anyone ever thought like what does that actually mean? Like does it mean we're all just going to get a little bit smarter or are we just going to be able to understand the really tricky parts of the Bible a little bit better? Or like, you know, when, when wisdom is being released, what is going on? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And how do we actually respond to the word that's been released? Because you know, when, it, when, when the when someone says that God's releasing something, that usually means that it is coming in the form of invitation, right? That then requires a response or a posture or partnership to access what is being released. Right, do we, we get that, right? We're cool, all right. So how do we respond to the word that wisdom is being released? Because it's not just an automatic thing, right? So I want to look at that today. So to start with, Let's have a look at wisdom defined. All right, now, so the Hebrew word for wisdom, you can't quite see because of this thing, but it's actually a word called chokmah. Everyone say chokmah. Not bad. All right, it's this word called chokmah, all right? And it actually means to be skillful and wise. It's an attribute or a characteristic of God himself. Right, so wisdom, chokmah, it's essentially is the expression of his own nature. It's like an extension, like everyone's heard God is love, right? It's like it's not what he does, it's who he is. So he can't help it. It's the same with chokmah, wisdom. It's an extension of the characteristic of God. Are you with me? Now, I want to read you a quote. Chokmah in Hebrew isn't simply intellectual knowledge. The word is also used to describe a skilled artisan who excels at their craft. In other words, woodworking or stonemasonry, etc. Now, Bill Johnson makes a statement that wisdom by nature is creative. Who's heard that before? Yep. So wisdom by nature is creative. Now, in Proverbs 3.19... What does it say? Let's bring that up. It says, the Lord founded the earth by what? So in creation, the act of creating the earth, he founded it, the earth by, that's the word chokmah, he established the heavens by what? By understanding. (laughs) Excellent. All right, so we're going to try and tie this all together with Aaron's definition, and it won't be on the screen, of um, what I believe biblical wisdom is, all right? So biblical wisdom believe is the creative and skillful expression of God's character and nature on the earth. You with me? So wisdom is the creative and skillful expression of God's character and nature expressed on the earth through our lives. Now, for all of you that feel like creativity is only reserved for the musos or the artists, like we're not just talking about don't like let's break the box open right now for that. It's not just talking about those people. It's talking about anyone that can apply God's wisdom and bring a solution to a problem. Right? That's being creative. Right? So when there's something at work or there's a situation in society or at your school or wherever you are, accessing God's wisdom or creativity is bringing that solution so that thing changes that no one else has thought of. Are you with me? Right? Now, a great example of this 
If you want to, you can turn to Exodus 31 or look at the screens, verse 1 to 3. Okay, now this is actually, just to preface this, this is the first time the Holy Spirit falls or comes upon someone in the Bible, in fullness, right? So this is what it says, Exodus 31, 1 through 3. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And what has he done? And I have what? I have filled him with the Spirit of God in what? In wisdom, which is hokmah, in understanding, in knowledge and all kinds of craftsmanship to create artistic designs for work in gold and silver and in bronze and in the cutting of stones for settings in the carving of wood so that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. So the first time the Holy Spirit comes on someone, it's actually a creative act. Now this was in the building of the tabernacle, right? Does everyone know the story? Right. So Bezalel is the first person noted to be filled with the Spirit of God. And how was it expressed? In wisdom and creativity. Right? In other words, the Holy Spirit came upon him with skillful expressions so that he could accomplish a task. Right? How many know when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it's not just so that you shake and laugh? Although it's not like we, we're all about that here and maybe some of us need a bit more of it, right? Like it's, it's, it's a part of it. And, it, and you kind of just like you're buzzing on the ground because of the power of God. Like it's a part of it, but it's not the full extent of it. Sometimes a part of the Holy Spirit coming upon you is so that you can go and do something brilliantly or fulfill something creatively, right? And get a, or get a job done. All right. You know, it doesn't mean that having the Holy Spirit on you, that you abandon your intelligence. Has anyone ever kind of thought about it? Like, it's not abandoning your intelligence, it's surrendering it and submitting it to him so that then he comes upon that intelligence and kind of mixes with it and then creates something beautiful. Does that make sense? And it, also, it's not like the death of your personality, right? It's also, it's like the enhancement of it when it's surrendered and yielded to him. You guys with me? And it helps us to accomplish something we could never have really done on our own, right? All right, so let's summarize that. Wisdom is the expression of God's nature, and by nature, it is creative and skillful. Everyone say, it is creative and skillful. All right, so what does it look like? (laughs) What does it look like to walk in wisdom? And now there would be a bunch of ways, but the, the way that God kind of highlighted it to me is actually from a scripture that he gave um, my wife, Rebecca, um, at the start of this year for, for actually for us. So this is coming from uh, Proverbs 24, verse 3. All right, now this is coming from the Passion Translation as well. All right, let's have a look. What does it say? It says, wise people are what? Are builders. They build families. They build businesses. And communities. And through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are what? Established and they endure. So it's one thing to make it, but wisdom is the thing, or the chokmah, right? Is that, that's that thing that's going to help it endure. All right, now the other, the other translation for this is that like a house, oh, what is that? Tra- yeah, a house is built by wisdom. Has anyone heard that? That's the other way it can be translated. But in the, in the footnotes, it talks about the house is more than a structure with a roof or floor. It becomes a metaphor for families, church, business, and enterprise. 
You notice that when God's wisdom comes on you, it's going to affect family, like your personal life. It's going to affect business, so your career or whatever it is that your ministry, whatever it is that God has you doing. And it also then has impact on the broader community or the people around you. Notice that. There's like that progression. All right. So wise people are builders. Everyone say, wise people are builders. If that's true, I want to bring out a couple of points about building. All right, now remember, God's pouring out wisdom on us and we're talking about how can we respond to it. All right, I'm going to need some volunteers to help me now. Now, Rob Murgard's not here, is he? That's the only reason I was going to do an, a prop today or brought props today because he always gives me a hard time about having props. So um, he's just going to have to watch this online. All right, so I think I'm going to need maybe Carsten. Maybe I'll get Marcelo. Would you mind coming as well? And I'll get Trev. Do you want to? You love coming on stage. Come on. Papa Trev. Oh, that could be enough. All right, yeah, come on stage, guys. All right, so remember, what are we talking about? Wise people are what? All right, so just, just stand in the middle there for a sec, guys. All right. Now, we're going to talk about the application of building, right? All right. Now, when you're starting to build something, where does it start? In our imaginations, right? It starts as an idea. What's step two? Then you kind of got to make a plan, right? Or get, you, get, you get the vision for it, right? Now, before it starts, though, then at some point, you've got to get all of your, your building blocks. This is, is going to be a social experiment. And, you know, when God tells you to build something, it often doesn't look like much at the start, right? But perhaps just like a random group of just things. It's all right. The stage is going to be okay. All right, so wisdom. All right, so let's just say this is our thing. Ugh. Actually, we'll have to undo that. Okay, now we're going to try this. Okay, so there's a process to building, right? Everyone say process, right? The process to building is a step-by-step thing, right? Now, I'm not a builder. My dad's a builder, actually. And I, like, I just recently renovated our house, and you've, I've seen, like, there's a process you've got to take or you can get in trouble, right? So what's the first step? We, got, we gather all our materials, and they might all look like just random pieces, but through wisdom, then we start building. So we're going to lay a foundation. Now, fellas, if you can work together just here, and let's lay maybe like four brick. We need to kind of build a wall, all right, and kind of with offset style, if that makes sense. That's the official term, just so they'll be like this and so on and so forth like that. And can you guys start building a wall for us? So we got to, so when we're building, I want you to observe what happens. All right, so, and we'll go like four across or whatever, so we can get a little bit of height or something. See how, see how high you can make it. All right, now see, so building that follows some kind of logical order. <laughs> as high as you can kind of get, yeah, that, three, four high if you can, and save me like one or two bricks. Maybe I'll, I'll just keep these guys. Yep. Are right, you watching? Now, another observation is progress can sometimes be slow. Who's observed that? Who's ever built a house before? Right? Progress sometimes gets delayed. Wow, look at that. Give these guys a hand. Thank you. You guys can sit down. Wow. Wow, eh? 
All right, so number one, there is a process. It's step by step, or for this, the case of this analogy, it's brick by brick. Everyone say brick by brick, right? Just talking about wisdom. This is what it looks like to be someone that's wise, right? It follows a logical order. Progress can be slow. It can be messy, right? And I, like when we were doing the reno, like at certain points, it's like, man, is anything actually happening? And there's like frames and there's like exposed walls. And it's like for a while, it looks like nothing's happening. Has anyone ever seen that, right? And then eventually what happens? Then eventually it starts to all kind of come together. And it's like, all of a sudden, wham, the paint job's done and you've got your brand new house and it's like, hooray. And we have our wall. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? So wise people are builders, right? Say that with me. Now that's an analogy of what happens when God gives us an idea, right? Because what wise people do, or people that are accessing the wisdom that's being poured out, they get the idea from God and then they follow the steps to see it through to, to uh, fruition, right? Same as what happened. Who knows Numa's book? We've been talking about this a little bit. Who's, who's bought her book already? Where's Numa? She is? Oh, right in front of me there. All right, so Numa wrote this book. Come up here for a sec, Numa. I might not have to ask you a question, but just so they can see who you are. And just stand here holding your book for a sec. All right, now this is an example of, this is actually an example of wisdom and building, right? Everyone say hi to Numa. So she's just released this book. Now, what happened? You know, that book started in the back academy room. Now, what was that? Was that during worship or just a project building time? When did that happen? Um, it was during a class and someone was talking, but I was listening at the same time. Okay, not what I was thinking, but <laughs> ne nevertheless inspired, right? So it started as an idea in that back academy room. That's all it was, right? And then what happens? In essence, she engages with the spirit of wisdom, which is who, by the way? Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right? She engaged with it. She started to build it step by step, right? Or, in this analogy, brick by brick, piece by piece. Sometimes the process, now, did the process seem slow occasionally? And there were moments when it felt like there were setbacks and you were struggling for certain parts of it. And now, this is, has to be honest, was there ever a moment you felt like giving up? Oh, that's a good example right there. But the process can sometimes make you want to give up, right? Now, but then eventually you started to see progress, right? It all kind of gets going. And then all of a sudden, at least from our perspective, that weren't paying attention or, or were aware, it's like, oh, wow, look, now, she's got a book and it's amazing and it's excellent, right? Now, why did it happen? This is an example of when someone engages with the spirit of wisdom and begins building brick by brick, the idea that God placed in their heart. Thank you, Naomi. You... That's actually my book too. I bought that one off you, Sam. <laughs> I don't want to have to buy it again. <laughs> That's not wisdom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's how you lose money. <laughs> All right. So you guys seeing the picture. Now, that's just a basic analogy, and you don't have to be a book writer, but I'm telling you, every single one of us has some form of that. And if the Holy Spirit, and because you know wisdom, how many of you know, the Proverbs makes it real clear that wisdom is available to anybody. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how intelligent or what status you come from or what position in life you're starting from. You have the ability to engage with the spirit of wisdom and build something great for God. You with me? 
Now, what's the result as well? She's got something now that actually blesses other people, right? Her engagement in this actually blessed other people whilst being a blessing to her. Doesn't that sound like the way God works? God's wisdom makes everyone win. Do you know what I mean? When God does, he'll give you something that is incredibly, ble- uh, incredibly um, fabulous and effective and helpful for the people around you while helping you be blessed. It's never just about them or especially never, never, never just about us. Right? You notice if we just make it all about, oh, well, I just need my thing met, we're missing the point. Right? All right. Like Sarah said, others will be better because of it. Everyone say, wise people are builders. Mm. All right, another quote from you guys from Bill Johnson. He also said that wisdom by nature is prophetic. Right? Now, why is that? What are we talking about? It's being able to see the potential of a wall when all you've got is a mess of bricks. Right on the floor. You're able to see and get the idea. Like Nums did, she got the idea of this brilliant children's book that it could explain righteousness and the gospel to anyone that read it in a very simple and powerful way, right? And yet people might think that you're nuts and why you're spending all this time on something that looks like a pile of bricks. Who knows what I'm talking about? Like sometimes what God tells you to do and starts is like, hey, I want you to get on this thing. And he wants you to apply some wisdom. He just wants you to build it. And some of it's like brick by brick. And people are like, man, why are you spending all that time just putting another brick on that thing? You've been working on that forever. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? But wise people are builders and they don't stop just because someone says they can't do it or they aren't talented enough or they lack the skills or they have a setback. Like what's, there's a scripture actually, I think I can find it, talks about the righteous. I don't have it here. But talks about that the righteous man, though he falls, he gets back up and up and up. Right? They just keep putting bricks on the wall. And they go back to the word of God or the prophecy that God gave them, right? How do, how do they do it? They're like, yeah, people think I'm crazy. This isn't working. I've seen very little progress. It doesn't look like much. But I've got a word that God said this is going to happen. And so being a builder, is, it's prophetic in nature. And I sometimes have to go back to those prophetic words and remind myself why I'm doing it, right? It's like Nehemiah, right? You guys know the story? I'm not going to read it now. But... Like Nehemiah, it can mean that you have to be ready for the distractions that are going to come when God says, I want you to build this, right? God calls you to build it, and then the naysayers or the, the distractions, now, distractions of life, legitimate distractions come, and things, you know, you think about it, it's like there's so much craziness, and people are like, man, you ain't got time to build bricks, you haven't got time to work on this, have you seen the state of the world, Have you seen what's going on? What the heck are you doing writing a kid's book when there's things falling apart everywhere? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? That's not the wisdom of God. That's the wisdom of this world or the natural that tries to go, tries to prioritize and act like there's only a limited supply and there's only a little bit and we all just have to bunker down and survive until the end. Instead of 
being who God has made us to be and activating or accessing the spirit of wisdom to express something creatively that's beautiful, even if there's a time of lack, that will actually go and change the world around us. You with me? Because, man, the enemy, that's his goal, right? How many of you know that? We know that, right? It's like you're crazy to be building at a time like this. Man. And for some of you, you know, maybe, maybe someone or the enemy or yourself has convinced you to, like, put the bricks down. And you've got, like, I don't know if I can pull this apart. You've got, like, a half-finished kind of thing going on here. And you were working on it, but because of something that happened or someone that said something or something that you believe about yourself, it's, we've got, like, a half-finished wall. Because, you know, the enemy will do anything he can to stop us from actually building that, right? Now, why is that? <laughs> yes, because he sucks. <laughs> Point one. <laughs> See it on the board. <laughs> now, why? Because think about what, what, what did we say happens when you release and engage with wisdom as a wise builder? You're releasing what? The blessing. You're actually, well, you're releasing the nature and character of God into the earth. And do you think, what do you think is on the top list of things that the devil doesn't want? <laughs> no, no character nature of God, please, right? And everyone goes to hell. Like, I know he's got a very short list, right? It's true. So don't be surprised. This is my point. Let's get, let's get to the point. So don't be surprised when there's distractions or like God says, hey, I've got this great idea for you. I want you to go and do this thing and I want you to do blah, 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 blah. And then things don't work and things fall apart or then there's like chaos in your life or there's something around you and external things happening. Why? Because the enemy doesn't like it. And you know, a lot of people will theorize or get the hypothesis that that must mean that I'm not in the will of God and that I just should stop. Because if it was the will of God, it'd all just fall into place. And you know what? Sometimes that happens. <laughs> Being unto me, yeah. <laughs> I love those times. But a lot of the time it doesn't. Right? And it takes wisdom to continue going back. And what did God say? Man, I, you know, sometimes it's like, man, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even remember what I'm building here. I call, you know, sometimes has anyone ever, because God ever told anyone to do anything, he doesn't give you the whole picture. He just gives you a little bit. So you're like, I don't even know what I'm building, God. I just know that you told me to build this piece of the wall. And so you just build, you just chuck another brick in the wall. See, sometimes you just got to start or continue or begin again to do the very thing that God put in your hand. I heard Stephen Furtick say recently, you guys know Stephen Furtick? He said, man, some of you are asking for a fresh word from God. And he goes, I know what you're trying to say, and I get it. I get it as well. But he goes, but some of you need to just go back to the last 30 words that God gave you. And go and do something with the one that he told you, right? Like sometimes. Sometimes we do need that word, right? And I'm all for him. But sometimes you just need to go back or take a good look at what he put in your hand. Now it says in Proverbs, I believe three, but you guys can look it up. Trust in the Lord, what? With all your heart, with all your, no, hang on. With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, what? And he will do what? All right, so sometimes our job is when we can't see the big picture, a key 
It's okay, I'm going to trust God with all my heart to the best of my ability. I'm not going to lean on what I think and what I can see. And I'm going to acknowledge him. That means let him into every part of my life. I'm going to make him a part of every bit of my life and acknowledge him in all my ways. Then the promise is that even though all I can see is this little part of the brick, that he is going to make my path straight. That means he is going to be the one that's steering the ship, even though I can't see and I don't quite know. Does that make sense? And one day, you'll be like, oh, I see, look what we built. Right? All right, how are we doing? Everyone say, wise people are builders. Say, I'm a builder. <laughs> Bob the builder. <laughs> God the builder, yes. Oh, can he fix it? Yes. Oh, here we go. Anyone under the age of 15 is like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> all right. So last bit here. How do we, all right, so that, this is kind of like, that's the like mentality, right, of someone who's engaging with wisdom. But how do we actually attract that wisdom into our lives or posture ourselves to be people that are readily, like, how many, this is the way, how do I position myself so I'm going to catch those brilliant ideas when they come? Do you know what I'm saying? All right, now the first one, this is a freebie. Like I said, it usually, it's an invitation that requires a what? Response, right? Okay. So how do I position myself for it? Number one, ask. <laughs> Very simple. What does it say in James 1? If any of you, now I think we've got, there we go. Oh, good job. If any of you lacks what? Let him do what? Who gives to all, now that includes everybody and you, liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now I didn't put on there, but of course, here's the like extra condition. Just make sure that when you ask, you ask fully convinced, right? Doesn't mean you have to work it up, just go, okay, I just recognize I'm asking you, God, and your word says to make sure that I'm fully convinced. So I'm expecting that because I've asked for it, I'm going to see it in my life. Does that make sense? Remember, you have not because you ask not, right? And you ask not because you know not, maybe. Hey, it is. It works. Man. All right, now, the second one, and this is kind of, this is where I want to kind of land today is the thing that attracts the wisdom of God in our lives. It's a simple thing called, I bet you guys know it, right? The fear of God. Right? Has everyone heard of that phrase before? Okay, let's go to Proverbs 1, verse 7. Now, I've actually written, got this from the uh, Amplified. So it says, The reverent fear of the Lord, that is worshipping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome, is the what? The beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence, right? But arrogant fools despise, now it's interesting, skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. So like the beginning point for everything that we're going to do in terms of engaging with wisdom and accessing it starts with this fear of God. 
Now we're going to use the definition from before to kind of bring this in. So if wisdom is expressing God's character and nature on the earth in a skillful and creative way that blesseth, that's right, blesseth. All right, so let's take this one more time. Expressing God's character and nature on the earth in a skillful and a creative way that blesses others begins with the fear of God. So if you want to express yourself creatively and enhance and release the nature of God in your environment, it starts with this, the fear of the Lord. And everything you do is is kind of built on that foundation, this bottom row of bricks right now, right? Now let's look at fear of the Lord defined. Now it says that it's reverence and awe. All right? Now, I would say that means it's not just respect and appreciation. Right? And I know we kind of like dial it down sometimes with the idea of it's like, no, the fear of the Lord isn't about fear. And because there's no fear in love, right? And there's perfect love casts out all fear. That is true. All right? And it's not about the fear of a big angry God with a stick ready to beat you up. But awe, what does it say? Awe and reverence are actually pretty extreme words. You know that scripture actually I read during transition in Revelation 1. The very next verse, it says, so this was, was it Peter beholding? I can't remember right now, mind blank. But anyway, so whoever the apostle was that was beholding Jesus, when he saw Jesus like this, he fell down. John, thank you, Pastor Barry. He fell down like he was dead on the ground just from witnessing and seeing it. And Jesus had to come over to him and say, do not yield to fear. It is I. Right? The reverence and the awe and the wonder of who he is, right? It's walking, it's like, it's like, do you know who we're talking to? Like, have you got an aware? He's not just a loving God. He is, absolutely. But there is a majesty and an awe to him. And like, if God showed up in the room right now in all his glory, right? No one would have to be encouraged to get on their knees, right? Like we know, so you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of, since we're talking about fear of God, the reverence, that's the God that you talk to every single day. And that's the God that desires your company above everything else. And that's the God that comes into your room and talks to you every morning in your quiet time. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So there's a reverence and an awe. It's kind of like the way Job you guys know Job 42, 1 through 3? I don't think I put that up. on. Well, that's okay if we didn't. It says, then Job replied to the Lord. So this is after Job and his friends have claimed to have a real good handle on life and the things of God and everything, right? And then God shows up for a couple of chapters and questions him. <laughs> and he realizes it's not quite so. What does he actually say? He says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. Of course there's revelation. But there is a place to go. It's like, man, I'm, I'm becoming aware of this person. They're like, I don't have you all figured out. You are infinitely glorious and wonderful. Are you guys with me? You know, I've been reminded, this, this might sound a little weird, just personally, this idea that he's always watching. <laughs> and not in a creepy, weird way. And again, it's not like, not like he's like 
when's he going to stuff up? Pfft, oh, that got him. You know, it's like, it's not like, not in this like, you've got to understand grace to, to know what I'm talking about, right? It's not about like, oh, I know he's going to stuff up soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pfft, and then, you know, punish him. It's not, it's not that. All right, but just living with this, uh, more and more, I'm living with this constant awareness that the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, that he's there. He's right here all the time. And that it's adjusting the way that I live. Proverbs 5.21 says, For God sees everything that you do, and his eyes are wide open as he observes every single habit you have. This is what he's talking to me about, so feel sorry for me. <laughs> he observes, he's, his eyes are wide open. There's grace and there's all the good stuff, and thank God for it. But don't think that that means that he's not paying attention. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about the fear of God. Psalm 10, 11 says, Then they say to themselves, The lofty one is not watching while we do this. He doesn't even care. We can get away with it. <laughs> That's a sobering thought, right? And it challenges, it's challenging me so much that, in, you know, let me just read. This is what he actually said to me the other day. I wrote this down. In my prayer time, he said, he said Aaron, I'm always watching, and it's in the little things. Your daily success lies in the little things. Honor me in the little unseen things, and this is your path to consistent victory. And he was telling, like, what does it mean, honor me in the unseen little things? It means those things that no one sees, no one's ever going to know about, no one else would maybe even care about. He's like, honor me in that stuff. Like, and again, it's not about works and trying hard. Like, you, you got to hear that. Hopefully, you're hearing this with my heart and under grace, right? You, you get this, getting this right. But it's like, man... Like, he sees it all. And like Evan Roberts, you guys know him? He led the Welsh Revival. He talked about being so aware of the Holy Spirit and not doing something or living in a way that would cause him to be grieved, right? Now, you know, this is like Ephesians 4, actually, New Testament. Yeah, here we go. It's just in the message, right? It actually says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. It is the most intimate part of your life making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Right, so this is what I'm talking about. The fear of the Lord, it's not, it's not taking this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit for granted. I can't talk about him without crying, but do, do you guys hear what I'm saying? Now remember, we're talking about accessing wisdom. The Bible says this is where it starts. The fear of God, walking in the fear of the Lord, a healthy reverence and awe. You with me? Hmm. You know, it's interesting to me, like you think about like what are, what are some of the themes that have been coming out, like in Sarah's, Sarah's word last week. Oh my gosh, right? Who was here for that? <laughs> it's like surrender. Surrender. Give it all to Jesus. Let go of the past. Get rid of the hidden sins. The whole whatever. It's like, can you, can you sense a theme here? And then God's like, by the way, I'm releasing wisdom. <laughs> Do you think he's trying to prepare us to carry it? Just a thought, right? And is it possible that God is calling us to a new level of walking in the fear of God, which will cause a release of the spirit of wisdom that will be expressed in skillful and creative solutions in our lives and in the lives of those around us? Who's ready for that? 
Ja. All right. Let's wrap this up. So God's releasing wisdom to us, right? To build. And sometimes it might be just one brick at a time. You with it? Whew. Let's just finish that off. I'm telling you, there are brilliant ideas coming. And there is, like Sarah said, a spirit of multiplication of finance, resource, and favor, and a multiplication of talent coming, right? Resourcing businesses to get on with it. I'll propose businesses walking in the fear of the Lord. And it will do better, and others will do better when we walk in it, right? Man. Just quickly, I want to tell you guys a story. So you guys know Chloe, right? Our wonderful Chloe, she's an artist. Did you guys see the photo that, she, that Sarah put up about her? She got, she got invited to do this. It's like an art festival, and she wrote, there's no fear in love on the wall. Well, so you know how God's releasing favor right now and doing things. There, oh, wow, yes. All right, so you know how God's been releasing favor. Like I'm telling you guys, I keep hearing stories about people that have been building in secret for a really long time, starting to just get like breakthroughs and come out. So you know what else happened to, to Chloe? She heard about, there's this artist, he's one of the top artists in Australia that I'm with. He does graffiti, graffiti art and he goes and does all of the big um, water tanks in the country in different places, gets commissioned. He was in the city doing this beautiful artwork. Chloe's like, I want to go meet him. She goes to meet him. He invites her up to help him do, finish off his artwork and starts teaching and training her. Like one of the best artists in his field, right? She just goes, she's just doing her thing. And man, Chloe has been, we have the privilege of like doing stuff with her. We've watched the journey. That's the beautiful thing of the building. When no one's watching, no one cares, right? And she's doing that. And so now she gets, learns all this stuff from this great artist. And at the end of it, he actually signs it, his name, and by him and by Chloe. Right? Favor. Wisdom manifesting through a creative expression. Not only that, she got to share the gospel to him and he was open. You see it like it all, can you see it? It's like it's all working together. Now, again, God's releasing wisdom. How did it happen? How does it happen for you? It's not getting there straight away. And you know, if he does, God bless you. That's amazing. But it usually starts with, okay, what did he put in your hands? Or pick that brick up again and put another one on the wall. Does that make sense? For a lot of us, it's about just taking that next step. What has he put in your hand and what has he told you to do? Mm. You know, for some of us, maybe you've put the tools down or lost your courage to build. (laughs) Who's ever experienced that? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right? Wow. Thank you, Father. Well, I think you should stand. Let's pray. This is actually a quote from Naomi, our kids' leader. She runs all that. Um, She said, you know you're not just surviving anymore when you can dream again. So there's a difference between staying at the wall and just surviving and not building 
versus proactively putting another brick on the wall. You know you're not just surviving when you can dream again. Because wisdom or wise people are builders. I want to propose to you guys that this is who we are, church. Hmm. Another quote, this is from my Nike Run Club app. It says, the course doesn't get easier, you just get better. Right? The challenges we face in that they don't necessarily get easier, like they're just what they are, but we grow and we get better. And for some of us, it's like, you know, the thing is, it's like no one else can do it for us. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the people around you can cheer you on (laughs) and they can celebrate when you have your moment, which was Chloe's thing, right? You can celebrate on Norm's book. You celebrate with them, but you can't, no one else can face that self-doubt or the challenges and the things around you other than you. Does that make sense? Ah. This last bit. This is Proverbs 6, 6, 8. This talks about the ant. Now, I'm not calling you guys lazy. It says, when you're feeling lazy, but I'm not, (laughs) hear what I'm saying. Come and learn a lesson from the tale of the tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones. (laughs) I'm not calling you lazy. But it says, come and learn the example of the ant and enter into wisdom. All right, the ant has no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. But you'll see them working, toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. I believe what God's inviting us into is something no one can do for you. Doesn't mean, like, come on, we are, encourage, we are an encouraging church, right? Who loves to see someone going after it? Against the odds, right? Like, and going after what God has told them they know they need to do. We are for that. But there's something about the unique and individual journey we all have to go on ourselves. Right? Learn from the end. It's not, and I, I tell you what, I keep watching it over and over again. And you guys can do it. Say, I can do it. God is releasing wisdom. <laughs> and there are brilliant ideas for solutions and strategies and things that are going to bless you and the church around you. Can you guys say Amen. Hmm. It can be as simple as just put another brick on the wall. 